This morning, we're going to be in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I want everybody to get a Bible. Uh, ushers, I need Bibles up here in the front. If you don't have Bibles, open your Bible. Never believe a preacher without a Bible. <laughs> open up your Bibles. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And I want to, we're in this spiritual warfare series. So Satan hits us, and then we hit him. Second, Tim, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2a. That ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled. That's it. That ye, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled. This morning I want to navigate through the mystery, the madness, and the mission. The mystery, the madness, and the, miss, and the mission. And a sub-theme would be when Satan begins to suffer. When Satan begins to suffer. Scripture depicts mysteries associated with God and man, which are always linked to God's purposes, plans, and his people. And these mysteries are both divine and yet descriptive of evil. By definition, a mystery, and in the Greek, New Testament is written in Greek, the word mystery is mysterion. A mystery is something which was, listen to this, previously hidden by God and yet has been or will be revealed. That when we begin to look at this matter of mysteries, Throughout God's word, there are multiple mysteries which help us to manifest the mind, motive, and the mission of an all-wise God. Just think, through 66 books, 39 Old Testament, 27 New, through 40 writers who were inspired uh, by the Holy Spirit to write exactly what God wanted them to write, over a period of 4,000 years or more, when you think about the fact that all along God had mysteries planted before the foundation of the world that would not be revealed till he released them. Man did not know, angels did not know, Satan did not know. And that's what make, that makes God God because he is incomprehensible, all wise, all knowing, and in this context, when we start looking at mysteries, there are quite a few mysteries in the Bible. First, there's the mystery in the book of Daniel, when Daniel was in prayer and asking God a question, well, what about my people, the Jews? What will be the end for my people? And God told Daniel, shut the book up. That's a mystery. Later on, God revealed it to the apostle Paul. And when you begin to look at mysteries, there's the mystery of the incarnation, incarnate, in flesh, when Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, would, would, would take on human form and display for us that hypostatic union of 100% man and 100% God. And the mystery was that God the Father and God the Holy Spirit took him, God's Son, whose spirit, listen, he's spirit, He's everywhere at the same time. He's omnipresent. And the mystery was that God could take him who is everywhere, compress him into a seed, put him in a virgin's womb while he still controlled the universe with the telepathic messages of his mind because by him all things are held together. That's, that's, that's a mystery. There's the mystery of glory when Paul in 2 Corinthians 12 was Amen. Translated in the spirit 
into heaven. And Paul says, when I got there, I saw things and I heard things that were inexplicable. In fact, I couldn't articulate them. And then God the Father came along and told him, don't listen, don't reveal them, don't repeat them, and don't report them. A mystery. And then there's a mystery in Ephesians 3 about the church where both Jew and Gentile who believe in Jesus Christ as God's only begotten son will be, listen, will come together in one body, breaking down all of the barriers and walls and petitions that existed. That's a mystery. There's a mystery in Revelation 2 and 3 of the seven churches of Asia Minor, and each church represents, listen to this, an age of time, but it also represents an attitude of temperature where our all-wise sovereign Christ will judge the churches and either give them approval or disapproval. That's a mystery. But in this text, there is the mystery of iniquity. And this mystery of iniquity has been severely damaged by people who do not understand nor do they know the word of God. This mystery of iniquity is when Satan gives birth to his son, the Antichrist, the 666. He will empower him to carry out his agenda. The little horn of Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, this boaster. This one who, amen, claims to be God. In Matthew 24 and in Revelation 6, and Daniel, amen, talks about the abomination of desolation. That when you begin prophetically to look at what these books have to say, that uh, Matthew 24 is not talking about the church. Matthew 24 is when Jesus was walking with the disciples. The disciples said, Lord, look at the temples. And he said, these temples won't last. They will all fall down. And they asked him a question, when will these things be? And Jesus begins to go on and explain this whole amen uh, instance of the abomination of desolation of Daniel. And here is 2 Thessalonians. And we'll come back to that because that is, in fact, in the text. 2 Thessalonians 2 is about counterfeits and, amen, listen to this, the church being confused. Paul is writing his second letter to the church of Thessalonica, and he differentiates something we need to understand. The Lord's day is Sunday, but the day of the Lord is doomsday. It's when Jesus will return to the earth, not to the sky, to the earth, Amen. And deal with Satan and all evil and the Antichrist and the false prophet. And he will kill and throw them all in the lake of fire. It is confirmation that Satan is not in control, but God is. And God always was. There was never a war between God and Satan. The doctrine of dualism in systematic theology tells people that there's good and evil, there's God and Satan, and they're constantly fighting each other. There never was such an animal. Jesus told Satan, I saw you falling like lightning. You got booted out quick. There was never, amen, a war between God and Satan. Satan is called, in Ephesians, the prince of the power of the air. Very powerful. And wherever there's a prince, there's a king. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so one of the things that we begin to see is that when we look at this text, there, there are, if you will, uh, some, amen, troubling spots. Let me stop, pause, and park and talk about trouble for the believer. Our trouble is never to trample us. Our difficulty is allowed by God 
and it formulates a design. In other words, there's a design to all of our difficulties. And that design leads us to deliverance. Can I get a witness? See, child of God, if you know Jesus in the pardon of your sins, if you're saved, if you're blood washed and blood bought, your difficulty has limits to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your difficulty, amen, will not last forever. Your difficulty, that's why the songwriter said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The Lord is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters roll thereof, there is a stream. I wish I had a witness out here. Uh, that, that makes glad the city of God. That's why the songwriter said, blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I'm an heir of salvation, purchased of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. You got to know that you know that you know. You got to know that you know. You can't come in here guessing. You can't come in here thinking. You can't come in here hoping. I know that my Redeemer liveth. I, I know. I, Lord have mercy. We know that all things are working together for the good. Can I get a witness? You got to know something. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Can I get a witness? When your family runs out, I'm right there. When your, when your marriage dissolves, I'm right there. When your money runs out, I'm right there. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? When the enemy, I'm preaching now, comes in like a flood and he will come in. The spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. No weapon. You ain't getting this. Isaiah 54, he didn't say no weapon will hit you. He said no weapon formed. In the forming stage, the Holy Ghost cuts it down. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Paul, Paul, Paul. Paul, Paul, Paul identifies five critical components of this evil day which, which in which the church is not to be shaken or troubled turn to your neighbor and say neighbor you need not be shaken or troubled about anything shaken or troubled let me say that again shaken or trouble. Somebody came in here shaking this morning. Shaking. Or trouble. Thank you, Jesus. If God be for you, who can be against you? I want to suggest these five critical components, and I'm going to begin with the mystery. First of all, he says, be not troubled about the day of doom. Now, now I want you to look at verse 2. You need not be soon shaken in mind or be troubled. First of all, the church is never to be shaken in mind or troubled in spirit, uh, amen, about doomsday conflict and confusion of the church and doomsday. Now, someone, and I won't mention his name, I did mention it this morning, speculated that May 21st, it would be doomsday. Now, them folk out in the world that's going to hell, I expect them to react. But some of y'all came to church a little upset. And if you had come to Bible study, and if you had come every Sunday and sat under the Word, and if you had studied the Word, you knew that was a lie from the pit. Do I have a witness? Can't no man predict doomsday. God holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. 
do I have a witness up in the house? And now, now he's talking about October, and October is next week, and he's going to be wrong again. Why? Because Satan knows. Here's why Satan keeps shaking us and troubling us. Because Satan knows that when we become disturbed because of being shook, we cannot rest. Sheep cannot rest. Amen. When there's predators and danger in the air. Can I get a witness? And not only can sheep not rest, but sheep cannot even properly reason. They, 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 they have a problem with fear. Amen. And the Bible says, I will fear no evil. And they will, they not only disturb and discomforted, but they're dissuade. That, that is that every time God brings doom, he always gets his people out. In, in the book of Genesis, under the Nehoi Covenant, uh, uh, Noah, eight souls went into that ark and then God brought judgment. Are you praying with me? In Genesis 19, when he was going to burn Sodom and Gomorrah, you're not hearing me. Lot was saved, but Lot was carnal. Can I get a witness? And angels had to go to Lot's house to get him out. And see, his wife wasn't saved. So she turned around and turned to a pull of salt. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't turn to no pull of salt. That that is, child of God, that God always gets his people out before he sends judgment. Satan knows he can't destroy your salvation. So here's the next best thing. Let me disturb your salvation. And that's why Paul says, put on that helmet of salvation. I know I'm saved. Can't nobody make me doubt my salvation. Can I get a witness? I don't care what you do. And listen, it, and it's not predicated on what I do. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm messing y'all up now. I'm saved from the foundation of the world. Can I get a witness? And the reason you know you saved because... There are certain things when you're saved. Somebody need to hear this because some of us are going to hell. Hey, amen. You're not slipping in. You're not going to outslick God. You're not going to get to a deathbed and think you're going to say something. You might not get to a deathbed. You might even die today. The reason I know I'm saved because things I used to do. Lord, have mercy. I, I don't do anymore. Can I, places, friends, I don't have anymore. And, 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 and here's how I know I'm saved. I can't enjoy sin. Oh, I'm preaching now, darling. I can't, I can't. Oh, I can sin. Are y'all with me? I can't habitually stay there, and I can't habitually enjoy it. Why? Because the Holy Ghost lives on the inside. The Holy Ghost, he's the convictor. He is, he, yeah, Lord have mercy. The, the, the Holy Ghost will no longer let you live a life of habitual sin. A change has come over me. <laughs> Lord have mercy. That, that is, when I look at this matter of be not troubled about the day of doom. I got more important things to think about than worrying about going to hell. I ain't going to hell. Thank you, Jesus. And, and, and child of God, uh, yeah. And only one we can speak for salvation while is ourselves. I don't even know if Sister Gordon saved. I think she is. But I know I'm saved. Now y'all going to say, you know I'm by their fruit. Yeah, well. In the name of Jesus. But child of God, I want you to see the second thing that Paul talks about. Interesting, be not troubled, mystery, about the deceptions of doom. Now, 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 I want you to notice, are you with me? Hang in there. Look at verse 3. Now look at this. He, uh, verse 2, he says, uh, amen, be not troubled, be not shaken, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us. 
Now, 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 here's what Paul is saying. This word spirit is not Holy Spirit. This word spirit has to do, amen, with a deception of truth through supernatural means. False teachers. And you see, the problem in the church is this. The word of God is no longer the authority. Our opinions, our feelings becomes the authority. Well, you know, I feel, well, we, we excuse me, the word of God is God-breathed, infallible. And when something takes place in your life, the first thing we ought to say, what does the Bible say? It's not what your lawyer is saying, not what your mother father is saying, not what your son daughter is saying. What does the Bible say? Can I get a witness? That, that, that when we begin to look at this matter of deception, I want you to see what he says. Let no man, verse 3, stay with me, deceive you by any means. Don't let people tell you things that are not in the word of God. Don't let people, amen, suggest things that are not in the word of God. And look what he says. He says, he says, for that day shall not come except there be a falling away first. Now, let me stop. The day of doom. I don't have time, but when you study prophecy, Daniel prophesied in chapter 9, verse 24 to 27, one of the most um, enlightening and yet tough texts in all the Bible to study. Daniel was told by God that 70 weeks would determine, amen, the end of tribulation for his people. These are prophetic weeks. 69, the 69th week is when Jesus was crucified on the cross. God said 70 weeks, chapter 9 of Daniel. 70 weeks will determine the end. 69 weeks happen on a cross. There's only one week left. In the 69th week, when Jesus was crucified, God took a divine time out and delayed the last week. And he ushered in the mystery of the church, which nobody in the Old Testament knew about. He ushered in the church. And the minute the, first, the, minute the rapture takes place and we are out of here, the 70th week begins which is Revelation chapter 6 to 19, the seven-year tribulation period when the 666 and Antichrist will have full reign without worrying about God stopping them. I'm, I'm preaching now. So when, when you begin to see this language for that day, the day of doom, shall not come except there be a falling away. The word falling away is from a Greek word, apostasia, A-P-O. And A-P-O, the prefix of apostasia, A-P-O, apo, has to do with, listen, standing, I mean from, out from. It's, it means from, it means out. And stasis has to do with standing. So what's taking place is whatever is in the context is standing away from ap ap apostasia, standing away from what Paul is talking about. Here's the difficulty here. He says, that day of doom cannot come except there be an apostasia, a falling away from, and once this falling away takes place, then and only then can the 666 man of sin, Antichrist, show up. Wait a minute, what's going to fall away? I'm glad you asked. First, the church is going to be raptured out. They're going to fall away from the earth. Then the Holy Spirit, who later we'll see is the restrainer, he stops restraining evil and he moves to the side to let Satan, like a wild dog foaming at the mouth, 
devour mankind. You know why you didn't get killed by Satan last night in your bed? Because the Holy Spirit is restraining you. You know why every time you get in a car, oh, I'm preaching now. You, you, you know why every time you get on an airplane, you, you know why you still got breath in your body? Because the Holy Spirit who's in you keeps restraining evil. He keeps telling evil, no, you can't come in here. No, you have no place here. You have no jurisdiction here. You have no power here. This child belongs to me. Somebody said, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me. That's why Jesus said, it's expedient that I go away. That I may send you the paraclete. And when he has come, thank God he's here, he will not speak of himself, but he's going to speak of me. He's going to glorify me. He's going to teach you all things. He's going to counsel you in all things. He's going to give you discernment in all things. He's going to keep evil off of you. Can I get a witness? Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Every time we get in trouble, the Holy Spirit is the tow truck. He shows up. He hooks us up. He gets us out of trouble. Do I have a witness? Every time I feel like giving up, every time I feel like blowing up, every time I feel like walking out, amen, the Holy Spirit. You better know it's not you. I know some of y'all thinking, well, well you know, I'm, I'm kind of strong. You ain't strong, you're weak. He keeps us. He guides us. He walks with us. He prays for us. He protects us. He promotes us. Do I have a witness? He's worthy to be praised. Don't let anybody deceive you. That day, that day of doom, cannot come till the church is out and the Holy Spirit moves to the side and then the man of sin is revealed. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. We ain't got to worry about no Damien. No 666, no Antichrist. You ain't got to worry about that. Because, you know, over, over the years, was, was President Reagan the Antichrist? Was President Bush the Antichrist? Is Barack Obama the Antichrist? Don't answer. The next question, are you the Antichrist? Is Pastor Gordon the Antichrist? Hey, boy, they don't said that too. You might as well jump on board. Can I get away? No! The answer's no! He can't even be revealed to the churches out there. Notice his corruption. Look at verse 4. He opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. Do you see that? And, 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 Paul, and, Paul, and Paul is building an argument Verse 6, and now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. Here's the mystery of God. God says, you know what? Nobody knew anything about anything. In my infinite, incomprehensible wisdom, why did I let, watch this now, evil go on? From Genesis 3. Book of Job, why do the righteous suffer? Why do I allow Satan to devastate souls through drugs? Why do I allow babies to be slaughtered? God says those things are mysteries in my infinite all-knowing, all-wise wisdom. That, that, that when you begin to look at what Paul is saying, he's dealing with 
this matter of doom, doomsday and then this day of deception. And I need to say this, the church is being deceived. Preachers up here preaching about prosperity. Yeah. Social, political, economic issues, which have nothing to do with heaven and hell. And has everything to do with heaven and hell. Don't you know, uh, the word principality, powers, dominions, thrones, don't you know there's a demon and an angel over every nation? That's what principalities infer. Principalities, powers, moans, thrones, dominions. Don't you know over every jurisdiction of power, Satan has placed a demonic force there to influence and control? Don't you know, listen, don't you know over these colleges today that your children, my children go to? Demonic forces are ruling them, and they are ruling out Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm preaching now. Don't you know in your job and even in your home, there is an adverse spirit designed to keep confusion, to break up the marriages, to break up, yeah, fellowship, to break up families. Oh, I'm preaching now. And they're in every family. Can I get away? You say, well, my family, your family just as messed up as everybody else's family. Can I get a witness? They, they, that, that, that is, child of God, Paul is saying, be not shaken. No trouble. But why, God? We see all this evil. Don't be uh, troubled about doomsday. Don't be troubled about the deception of the doom. Don't be the troubled about the disclosure of the doom, his influence. Now, now here, here's what I want you to see in verse 7. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Now watch this. God says through Paul, this mystery of iniquity is already at work. Now watch the language. Look at verse 7. Hang in there with me. He says, it already works, only he who now letteth will let until he, personal pronoun, dealing with a person, be taken out of the way. Well, who is the person? The Holy Spirit. He's not going to be taken. He's going to look. He's going to move out of the way. And let evil in. You think you see crime now. Let the Holy Spirit move out of the way. See, see, at Rome, Rome, Romans 1, I don't have time. Romans 1 is saying the same thing. See, when we reject the gospel of Jesus Christ, all hell's coming in. Can I get a witness? For when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful. And they served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever, Romans chapter 1. And once they reject Jesus, God gave them up. Isn't it in your Bible? To a reprobate, the word reprobate means you can't get back. To a reprobate mind, and once you get a reprobate mind, you're on your way to hell, you're on your way to damnation, and, and once God lets us go, I want to praise God for not letting me go. I want to praise God for keeping his hands on me. I want to praise God for saving me. Oh, I'm preaching now. I haven't always been right, haven't always been righteous, haven't always lived right. I, I was a whoremonger. I was out in the streets. I was getting high. I was partying. But God, but God, who's rich in mercy, saved my soul. If God ever lets you go, you will destroy yourself. You will destroy yourself with drugs. You uh, Men will start messing with men and women with women. Romans 1. Ain't nobody against no homosexuality. I'm not against homosexuals. God loves the sinner but hates the sin. Preachers are pimps. They only preach what you want to hear, itching ears, so you don't upset the apple cart. Oh, yeah. 
The Bible says preach in season, preach out of season, preach when they like it, preach when they don't like it, preach the word. If I had to zip my zipper up, you got to zip your zipper up. If I had to go home at night, you got to go home at night in the name Oh, I'm uh, up, Jesus. His influence, his influence. Yeah, his identity, his intention. I want you to see verse 7. That it, it is now working, and then shall the wicked one, 666, be revealed. Now look what it says in verse 8, whom the Lord going to consume. See, Jesus is saying payday's coming. It's all in my plan. Payday's coming. It's, I'm coming back. And when you understand how he's coming back, Revelation 19 and 20, when you understand the great white throne judgment, when you, when you understand that Jesus is sitting in heaven and he's going to rapture the church and they're going to go back to heaven and we're going to be rejoicing around the marriage supper of the lamb and singing songs and singing his glory and then at a set time listen to me at a set time the bible says then jesus starts dressing for battle he puts on a vesture that's been dipped in blood and he's he's got a sword he's got a shield he's got a he's got a vest called the word of god can I get a witness? And then Jesus gets on his white horse and all of the angels on horses with him and then all of the church and he breaks the sky. Can I get a witness? And, and at the battle of Armageddon, this in Revelation, when, amen, there's going to be such a one-sided battle, you would think that Jesus telling the angels, come on and help me fight the church, come on and help me fight. No, they're going to be the audience. Because the Bible says Jesus is going to, yeah, I wish I had time this morning. And, and the Jews are important because 144,000, not Jehovah's Witnesses, sealed Jews are going to be preaching the gospel of the kingdom, the book of the Revelation 13 and 9 11, and they're going to be running from the Antichrist, running from Satan, running from the false prophet, and as they're running, they're going to repeat the Lord's prayer, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as they're running, they're praying this prayer, and God just sits in heaven and let them get trapped. And they get to a place called Megiddo, where their backs are against the water. And Antichrist with billions are moving in for the kill. And just as they get close, the sky cracks. Here comes Jesus. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says that blood will flow to the, to the brow of a horse. He's going to wipe them out with the word of his mouth. For that word, there's power in the word. Can I get a witness? There's a sword of the word. Can I get a witness? Child of God, you better listen to what the Bible says. Be not troubled. Be not troubled about the doom, the deception, and the disclosure. But fourth, be not troubled about the delusion of the doom. Now we move from mystery to madness. I got to hurry up. Look at verse 11 real quick. And for this cause, <laughs> go back up to verse 10. And with all deceitfulness of unrighteousness of them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, once I reject Jesus, once I reject the gospel of Jesus Christ, once I keep hearing the word and won't move on it, I, I start getting dull. Can I get a witness? For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Are you, are you with me this morning? That, that is, 
They despise truth. They won't receive truth. They disbelieve truth. They disobey truth. Uh, they're, they're under the illusion of Almighty God. Do I have a witness? And, and, and the Bible says, uh, verse 12, but they had pleasure in their unrighteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. The mystery. The madness. Check out the mission. Verse 13 to 17 is our final point. Be not troubled about the defeat of the doom. Now, this is one of the most prolific sections of Scripture. But we who are saved are bound. Now, the word bound means obligated. Don't miss this. God says, if you saved, you are obligated. Obligated to do what? To praise him. Let the redeemed of the Lord say something. You, you are obligated. You, you don't come in here when you feel up and praising his name or because everything's right at home and you got a good night's sleep last night. No, no, you're obligated. You, 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 you and I, Lord have mercy, are obligated. Why, Paul? Uh, we are bound to do what? To, here's the character of your praise, to give thanks. What am I giving thanks for? I'm glad you asked. Uh, I'm, I'm giving thanks. Lord have mercy. Look what he says. We are bound to give thanks. Uh, how often, Paul? Always. Uh, can I get it? Now, let me stop Paul's and Paul. Uh, uh, some, some of us can only praise when it's our Sunday to praise. Mm-hmm. If I, if I sing on a choir, if my, if my choir ain't singing today, I don't need to praise. Uh, but I'll cut a step when my choir's singing. You ain't nothing but a phony. Can I get a witness? You, or I'm going to praise when the praise dancers are singing. Or, I, or I'm going to praise when I'm ushering. Or I'm going to praise when I'm ushering. No, no, no. He says, oh, please. You, you and I ought to have some praise in our lips. When you enter my courts, you better enter with some praise. You could have been snuffed out last night. Your children could have been killed in the car accident. I'm preaching now. Can I get a witness? You, you ought to praise him. We are obligated. We are bound to give thanks always to God for you. Now, wait a minute. Look at the text. There's a character. There's a continuation. But here's the cause. The cause is the reason we're praising God is because of this salvation package that he's given us. We don't even know why we ought to praise him. Lord, have mercy. Look, I'm on overtime. I'm on borrowed time. People I grew up in South Philly are dead. Some got shot. Some got killed in Vietnam. Some over, OD'd on drugs. Do I have a witness? Yeah, yeah, you ain't got to say amen. I'll say it for you. Can I get a witness? And, and, and all of us came out the same lump. Can, I'm no better than they are. We went to movies together, went to school together, did the same things together. I'm preaching now. But why did God let me be spared? It's your salvation package, boy. I gave you something I didn't give them. I gave you, I'm preaching now. And, and, and you are bound, you are obligated. Lord have mercy. Let's not get funny up in here. Some of y'all snorted cocaine. Some of y'all shot needles. Some of y'all, uh, yeah, smoke. Hey, 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 man, some red, some, some orange, some black. Yeah. Some of y'all was in them uh, uh, hinky-dink rooms and, and, and rotating ceilings. And come, can I get a witness? Uh, taking all kind of pills and uh, putting a speed in your body and, and fornicating without protection. I'm preaching now. Don't come up in here and act like you never did anything. You're a sinner. You're a sinner. You're a sinner. You're a sinner. But God... He saved you by grace. But God, but God, but God, but God, but God, but God who's rich. Johnny Walker red, Johnny Walker back. I'm preaching now. You did it all, but you're still alive. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. 
You can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. He's talking about the predestination of your salvation. You were chosen, the purifying of your salvation. You were sanctified, the pneuma of your salvation. The spirit is in you, amen. The profession of your salvation, belief and faith in Jesus Christ, the privilege of your salvation, glory to his name, the prompting of your standing. Verse 15, therefore, therefore, brethren, when all hell's breaking out, therefore, brethren, when the marriage is on the rocks, therefore, brethren, when you feel like dying, therefore, brethren, when everything has gone topsy-turvy, do I have a witness up in the house? He said, therefore, brethren, stand fast. Can I get a witness? That means hold on and hold out because help is on the way. See, before the difficulty came, deliverance was waiting on it. Can I get a witness? Before your trouble started, God had already made a determination that you were coming out with a shout so TV cameras can show up, the news can show up, people can show up, no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Y'all ain't getting this. I'm a child of the king. I was born twice, but I'm only going to die once. Can I get a witness? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Can I get a witness? He said, comfort your hearts. Have compassion on others. Encourage and be established. Why, Paul? Because God's mission is for us to publicly praise his name. Well, honey, aren't you out of work? Yeah, but praise God anyhow. Honey, don't you need a liver transplant? My God is an awesome God. Uh, don't you have cancer? My God is a doctor in a sick room. Uh, don't you have to go to court? My God is a lawyer in the courtroom. Uh, aren't you tired of living? My God is life, abundant life, spiritual life, everyday life. Can I get a witness? You got to not look out. You can't look in. You got to look up uh, from whence your Redeemer liveth. Uh, can I get a witness? And you got to know that mysteries might lead to madness, but madness leads to mission. Can I get a witness? I'm bound. I'm bound. I'm bound to praise his name. I'm going to praise him in season. I'm going to praise him out of season. I'm going to praise him when I'm hurting. I'm going to praise him when I'm healthy. I'm going to praise him when I'm tired. I'm going to praise him when I'm triumphant. Praise, 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 praise. Now Satan, take that. Satan, take that. Satan, take that. We are victorious. St. Matthews is victorious. Satan take that. He might work it in, but God will work it out. Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot one mystery. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we'll be caught up. Caught up. To meet him in the air, in the air, in the air, we are bound to give thanks. Let's down our feet. As every head is, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you need to be saved, truly saved, just raise your hand. Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. He died for your sins. He was buried and he rose again the third day. Just raise your hand. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Is there one? Your hands are raised. Come on up front. Satan is a liar. Satan is a liar. Come on up front. If your hands are raised, come on up front. In the name of Jesus. If you want to join the church, hallelujah. Come on up front. 
That's it. That's it, baby. Archie, you and your wife, come up front. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Come on up front. Bless the Lord. Praise Jesus. Thank you, darling. Come on. Father, in Jesus' name, we choose to believe your word. We pray for this lovely couple. We wrap our arms around them. We pray for their deliverance. In the matchless name of Jesus, we bind Satan. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. And we come against him with the word of God in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for their deliverance. Thank you for their peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, amen. We love you. 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 Take her. Thank you, brother. Church, amen. Bless the Lord. Listen to me. Every time Satan hits us, we hit him. But we don't hit him with flesh and blood. We hit him with the word of God. Isn't that right? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, through it all, I'm bound to give thanks. Remember last week? Notwithstanding. Notwithstanding. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Thank you for the praise dancers. Thank you for our musicians, director, minister of music. Thank you for our male chorus. We love you. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And we know we have the victory. We're not fighting for the victory. We're fighting from the victory. The battle has already been fought. And the victory has already been won. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Hold it. I want to thank this lovely couple from Canada. Raise your hand, please. Welcome to our flock. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Amen. Praise God. See you Wednesday night. You are dismissed. Have a great day. Sing us up.